0: Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I am Isabel Kisean here with Kristen Van De Vier, And today we have an amazing guest, <laughs> Alejandro Sosa, who is just really, really cool. You're going to hear all about everything he's done. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Alejandro is a motivational speaker. He is social a social entrepreneur, an author, an international development consultant, and founder of PIXA. Alejandro has a bachelor's degree in business administration from Babson College and a master's in public administration and development practice from Columbia University. Alejandro, prepare for this, so. I know. Buckle up. Yeah. Alejandro launched Rwanda's first joint language and management training institute for government officials and business executives, innovated a business model to improve the quality of life of peanut farmers in Uganda, constructed a national baseline measurement of multi dimensional well being for the Bhutanese youth, and led the implementation of a pilot project founded by the Inter American Development Bank that sought the use of sports as a social development pathway. Way in three favelas in Brazil I'm getting tired just by reading this is- <laughs> he wrote a beautiful book called Letters to Momo which is amazing I read it and I really really recommend it to all of our listeners It's a remarkable story about the power to overcome and he's backed back and traveled to more than 80 countries in 2015 he founded pizza which is a social empowerment platform disguised as a pizzeria that offers the world's first and only pizza made out of blue corn with 100 percent mexican ingredients pizza is focused on achieving the social economically productive reintegration of previously homeless young adults through formal employment at the pizzeria and a multi-dimensional empowerment program designed to help them achieve three more objectives, which is independent housing, coaching to establish a personal and professional life plan, and ongoing practi- practical and professional training. So he- <laughs> this is our amazing guest today. <laughs> and this is all we have time for today. Is bio. <laughs> I got so mind blown that I, even, I didn't even say that this is Uh, that were the founders of meditation without borders because I just got right into Alejandro's life and forgot all about us. (laughs) No, no, I seriously, when we were, I was researching
1: you. I was like, I was so like annoyed. I was like, how has he been able to do all this? I'm like, you're so inspiring. You're uninspiring. Like, I just want to quit and work at 11 now because it's just so ridiculous. So tell us how 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 have you done all this? Like, where did this all come from?
2: Oh my God, that's a, like, that, that's a great question. <laughs> um To be honest, I have no idea. I think it was just you know I I oftentimes think of of a quote. I think it's by Thomas Mann that says human nature is 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 an excuse for inertia. And sometimes I feel that way, but I just feel that I have I, I don't know, just more passionate, more positive inertia. But I just keep on tumbling. I keep on going. But I I, I honestly don't know. I think it's just a continuation of. Of one drive of energy going into the next, um, I I I mean, right now thinking about reflecting and not for reflecting on it, I think that it has a lot to do with this attitude of sort of like flirting with the universe constantly. Like I'm 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 in awe of just waiting to see what the world is going to throw at me, what God is going to throw at me, what the life is going to throw at me. And then I usually just say yes to everything. And then that leads to another open door, then to another open door. I'm trying to cut back on saying yes to everything, being a little bit more conscious of, of, of where I invest my time and energy. But I honestly think it's that. It's, it's a very playful, very, um, uh, you know, just this sort of relationship of, of flirting, of flirtatious, playful relationship with, all right, so that's what popped into my life now. I'm gonna go ahead and pay attention to that and, and see where that takes me. And I don't follow through with everything to that extent, but I do like to keep, you know, just a smiling face to all of these life opportunities. Cause at the end of the day, it's all about just experiencing things.
0: He's so Vedic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, you could teach the next group meditation. Apparently,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think that's that's what's been happening. Like, I just I I keep on going.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable, and you know, we always say with the Vedic perspective that you know, charm comes to you, as you're saying with the flirtation. Things come to you, and when you follow through, you get nature's support. It's like, yes, this is what you're supposed to be doing let's move on. And it, I mean, it's amazing to see how much support you've gotten because you're following that path.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like, you know, like the teacher in a classroom, if there's a student that's, you know, when the teacher asks stu- you know, the whole class, can someone please shut the blinds? And only one gets up and does it. Then that student gets the next thing. It's like, okay, well then can you go do the attendance? And it's like, so you keep getting assignments because you keep following through. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly and it's it's it, it really it really has happened that way i mean i'm the type of person that if if i get a random message on whatever on linkedin i think a lot of people are just not going to respond to that message i will you know and then i'll get on the phone and have a conversation even if it's 10 minutes and then usually when i do that that opens up an amazing opportunity that i had no idea was going to happen just because i said yes to that Minor detail, and, and and I don't see it as random. I see it as something entered my lifespan phase right now, and uh, it deserves my attention just by 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 mere presence. And I, I I decide what that level of of connection is gonna be, but I definitely choose to connect, and that has that has been life changing for me.
0: I have I get chills.
1: <laughs> Izzy and I are one person by the way I don't know <laughs> but
0: yeah like when I when I reached out to you like most people take a little while and like yeah and you're like yeah let's do it and like, okay let's work on
1: <laughs> wait we're not ready shoot sure.
2: <laughs> like, exactly yeah, that's sure, a perfect example it. Like, of course let's do it <laughs> let's, let's do this thing. <laughs>
0: I'm ready, and, and, and even with the questions, you like, "This is already
2: like, worthwhile." <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> and even with already. the questions, he was like, "Yeah, like anything goes. Like I don't even worry. Just ask me whatever you want. Perfect, great, great guest."
2: <laughs> to be honest, I didn't. I didn't even look over the questions because I, I like to keep it as pure and spontaneous as possible. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm here ready it, to go. It.
0: Perfect. So our next question. Is you know you've worked with governments all over the world, and how is it that you have managed to change the model in which these governments work, to then influence the country in a positive way?
2: That's a great question, um, and I don't know if I've been if I've been really successful at changing the model at large. I think uh, the 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 strategy has been to do something and have something speak for itself, and 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 use that to convince the government that there's other ways to do things. And maybe start by collaborating instead, right? So um, in all these examples around the world where I've been working, I, I've always seen government as something that's incredibly useful and incredibly valuable, but for, for a certain stage and for a certain degree of influence, right? Because it's a it's a it's a huge, massive element that takes a long time to move. And it's not that fast in responding to to very immediate needs. So when you go in and you do maybe a social entrepreneurial endeavor, which is small scale, but prove that it's worthy at that scale. Then what you can do is hop on to that super amazing platform, which is called government with this proven concept, and then give them an opportunity to really scale your initiative. And that's what we did in Uganda, for example. So I think, uh, I think that's kind of the way we've, we've, we've done things, which is just proving that there's a different way of working. And and having that speak for itself, and then using that as a as an opportunity to create a bridge and to create a you know a collaboration platform between something that is small but proven and, and, and worthy, and then something that is huge that can help us replicate and scale.
1: That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm going to start a fan club. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs>
0: So and I don't... have to say, sorry, yeah. just, I, I know Alejandro from high school, and he's always been the cool kid, like, he's always <laughs> had a fan club, and this, I know, is going to continue forever.
2: <laughs> I'm loving all these endorphins, I'm loving all these laughs, He's just a beautiful travel. <laughs> Sorry, Kristen, back to the serious No worries, no worries. (laughs) Just trying
1: to get some, you know, ask our questions in between the jovialness. Um, (laughs) So um, you've worked in both government and business. Um, Do you think that there's a better avenue for creating social change, either, you know, through through government or through business, or or is it just kind of both together?
2: I think it's definitely both together. Although... I mean they're they, they can they, they can be mutually exclusive. I think things can be, things can happen without them collaborating. In in an ideal world, in an ideal model, they would collaborate because when you look at things in 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 terms of the, the end objective or the end goal, which is, for example, in our case with Pixar, which is, you know, bridging the gap and, and creating employment opportunities for children or young adults in a social abandonment profile. It's in the government's best interest to get that done, and it's our best interest to get that done. So, if you collaborate, then it would make sense that if everybody's working towards getting the same objective done, then it makes sense to collaborate. But then you have all the you know internal agendas and 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 the and the bigger whys be, be behind um, you know the strategies moving forward. So that's when you you get into tricky terms in terms of is government the best is the best alternative to to drive change in that sense because it again there's just so many other things happening or is it better for one organization or or one company that has it has that as its sole objective and mission and, and therefore can use all of its attention all of its energy to drive that forward so again they're mutually exclusive i think the best way is to collaborate like we've done uh with our project and to find to find ways to collaborate that don't you know, it's not asking the other party to do something that they wouldn't do, right? It's just trying to be effective and efficient. It's you're driving in that direction. I'm driving in that direction too. Let's just like sort of meet in parallel and then just supercharge forward. And that's it. You don't need me necessarily. I don't need you necessarily. <laughs> Let's just do it together. And so yeah. it, it, it like, uh, it de-dramatizes that collaboration spectrum, which I think sometimes complicates everything in all types of relationships, right? Personal, professional, like just the drama complicates things. And sometimes it's just easier to say, we're in this together. Let's just try our best together.
1: What I find so fascinating about some of the work that you've done, for example, with pizza, which is basically a platform for social entrepreneurship disguised as a pizza restaurant, is that you've chosen to go through a capitalist business model as a force for good, as opposed to just purely like a nonprofit model. Um, Because in so many ways, capitalism is kind of a survival of the fittest model. And so in some ways you think it's antithetical to social justice and social change, but you've managed to marry them, which is, it's like you've taken oil and water and you've Made a potion and <laughs> now they blank. <blend. laughs> so, and this is something I have some experience with because I, I at one point was starting a shoe company It was similar. That the whole point behind the shoe brand was to um, help the artisans and to create an idea of of how to advertise without giving a sense of lack, like by using connection through advertising. So I've dabbled in this a little bit, but the, but you've actually you know you've got the master's degree in it. So please let us know your alchemy.
2: (laughs) So (laughs) so I think it's um it's exactly what you said. I I I never thought of it that way. That it really is like mixing water and, and oil together. And then but uh but they do mix and they and and then something beautiful comes. And this is a result of, you know, I mean right now it's super mainstream mainstream the 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 model of social entrepreneurship and social enterprise, right? And and I'm so glad that it is because because it's something so necessary. And I think it's going to be the future model, the the, the base model of enterprises moving forward. But it's, it's kind of a, a result of experiencing different impact models through governments, through NGOs and foundations, and through business, but business without the impact, right? Just like business in terms of traditional business. And there's great things about each model, and then there's bad things about each model. So what you do is you take the good things and you leave the bad things, and then you come up with this beautiful Frankenstein that is called the social model. So social enterprise, because, you know, the government, it, it has, it has a mission to, to assuming, right. And holding everything else constant, right. The, the government's mission is to make sure that it's citizens inhabitants, the people that it represents have a better quality of life in all re- regards and respects. Right. So it has a social mission. It is a humanitarian mission. But because it doesn't make money or because it doesn't have to compete against, you know, the traditional business mind and sense, it's slower. It's not as effective. It's not as efficient, right? It doesn't have that necessity to survive as any other business does. It's going to keep on going, right? It doesn't depend on that. So it doesn't have that mindset of being competitive, of of making sure that its products or its services are absolutely best in class, right? So that's where you input the Traditional business mind into the government, and then comes uh, the NGOs and foundations. They're amazing because they are born with a mission and a vision to help solve a social or environmental problem. Right, that's what they're born to do. But they do that by being dependent on external, you know, donors and and things that really make it really difficult for foundations to move forward sometimes. right? Because when all of your energy or your attention and your focus is on making sure that you have enough funds to keep on going, then you're not focused on doing the job you, you were born to do. right? And, and then there's a lot of struggle between the donors saying, all right, I'm going to give you this money, but make sure that you do this with the money I give you. So there's this existential crisis, and it's just not the most effective model for, for driving that change. And so then comes a the social enterprise and the social enterprise is is as a foundation, it's born with a mission and a vision to help solve a social problem. Um, it wants the scale that the government has, but it has the mindset of a business, which is I'm going to sell a product or I'm going to sell a service, offer a service so that I depend exclusively on myself and I hold myself accountable. So I make sure that I have the best in class product and service because I'm competing against other businesses in the same industry. And and that keeps me honest, right? And that makes sure that I'm doing things correctly. And I'm also going to compete against all the other foundations and organizations and governments in a healthy sense, this competition to make sure that I am solving that social environmental problem better than they are, right? So it has that double responsibility. It's like this uh, superhero type of organization that's trying to do two things at the same time because both are essential to their survival and it's being great at the market driven forces because that make that that ensures that you don't depend on anyone else and you can drive your your impact criteria and you can you know you can you can you can, you can decide what that rhythm is going to be and it gives you freedom right entrepreneurs love freedom markets love freedom just the world loves freedom and then you have this very human very dignified sense of everything that you do is for one big why and it's for one big mission and that drives absolutely everything so i think it's it's a beautiful mix and match of, of, of all things good in all of these models.
0: I think we need Alejandro um, to be a counselor. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> <I know. laughs> New board member, just nominated.
1: <laughs> You're in. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's going to be these types of laughs, I'm in for sure. That's <laughs> all it is. <laughs> it's all it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, I have this vision of you at a conference somewhere, talking to other business leaders, and and you know, that you just talk about your stuff, and they're just like, "I made a lot of money this year," <laughs> 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 like, like just totally humble. It's like, what your business didn't like solve world hunger? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it has happened it has happened <laughs> and, and, it's and i amazing. think it's going to happen more yeah. yeah because people's
0: values are starting to change at for you know before it was oh you did a lot of money great you're everybody loves you and you're admired by everyone and i think because of people like you the model is starting to change people are want these leaders so i think your business model is is definitely changing the model in which business is working Today, I also think yeah. of it
1: as like, the, the you know, it's like as I started meditating, the people I was impressed by started to change as my consciousness mm-hmm. changed. And so I think as the society's consciousness starts to lift and it's lifting fast because of all the crap that's going on in the world right now, it's having, people are having to wake up. Then as people start to wake up, the people that they, the, the status changes, you know, status okay. is no longer going to be based on how much money you make. Status is going to be on what kind, not just your influence, but your progressive evolutionary influence you know having That's a lot of influence beautiful. is yeah. nothing if, if it's just lateral movement <laughs> yeah or or the other way which <laughs> if yeah. you're hurting your your fellow citizens and the planet as you're making money you might as well just work and live a simple life you know? <laughs> you know? exactly. like, what are you doing <laughs>
2: <laughs> no that makes that makes perfect sense and you said it beautifully and and you both did I think it's I mean we're we're I think we're we're pioneers in 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 a movement that is definitely more mainstream today and it's here to stay but it's 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 getting normalized and and, and that is something beautiful because it's so necessary right it's all these economic models they were egocentric at the beginning right looking for Mm -hmm. for your personal gains i mean it's still to this day in business schools uh the mantra is the role of a business or the role of a ceo or the role of of, of the board of directors is to make sure you increase shareholder value that's what it is right It's, it's just the bottom line it's making sure you make more money that's it it's starting to change from an egocentric point of view to an Eco-centric point of view, right? An ecosystem of, of what it means to be a part of, of a world, right? Uh, that that has humans and has other sentient beings, and that we're all collaborating together. And so the 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 dialogue is starting to shift. The consciousness is definitely starting to shift. And 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 we're seeing that in you know millennials and, and Generation Z, they're not going to stand, uh, you know, status quo. They're not. They're just not going to buy those products and they're not going to buy those services. They're not going to follow those companies. So I mean, it's it's going to be a, a do or die type of thing moving forward. Businesses are going to have to shift and they're going to have to shift in a way that's authentic and genuine, right? That's not just social washing and it's not just, I'm going to do this because I'm going to say that I'm a social ent-. No, no, no. It's like a social enterprise does. Everything you do is for that mission and that vision, right? You're you're born to help the world. You're not just born to make money and that 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 is shifting.
1: It's what you said is fascinates me because, you know, it was egocentric. And what I see is, like, a gradual evolution towards, like, you're on the very front edge of it, but, like, where a lot of businesses, I feel like, are at the point where in their evolution where they've gone from just, you know, just caring about... Um, <laughs> Hi, puppies.
2: Sorry, guys.
1: No worries. They get to talk, too. They have a voice.
2: They do. do. This one's got a deep one, too.
1: That's right. I have kids, and they'll probably be busting in here any minute, so don't worry about it. Perfect. Um, I was saying something profound. Give me a second. No, it was... It was that we go from um, businesses went from like just caring about the owners of the business and the shareholders to now it's almost like they care about the ecosystem of the people working for them because they know it profits them. You know, it's like they've they've widened it to now the people, you know, because we see a lot of businesses will hire people like me or Izzy to come in and teach meditation to the business to get more product productivity mm-hmm. out of that business. You know, like they're, they're, they're not quite into where their mission is. Is one of you know a social change and and um, a bigger mission, but they still have an ego mission. But now they they've realized that helping at least the ecosystem of their of their business will uplift, um, will will help them. And then it just needs to keep going. That just keeps it keeps stretching until it's like, well, we all are uplifted. We all live, you know, rise or sink together. So so really, the mission goes beyond the business to everyone. And then turning that motivation from an egocentric one to one of really a selfless one. And it's great because what you do is, is you're setting that example, that model that, that businesses can follow. And I'm wondering, like, what can other businesses who listen to this and look at what you do, what can, you know, business leaders, what can they do to become more like you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, um, I, I, I teach a class of, about social entrepreneurship at a, at a local university here. And I mean that's the, that's absolutely the first talk that we have with our students and and it, it applies to business leaders, it definitely applies to business leaders, applies to any human. but uh you know regardless of of what the business is going to be, just looking at entrepreneurship as as the art of innovation i I, I invert the the class in terms of you're not going to learn about business and tools and whatever until the second part of the semester at the beginning we're only going to focus on you who are you and what's your big why right and i'd ask that exact same question to business leaders which is you need to spend enough time uh having visceral self-discovery experiences right you have to get into your core and know who you are and see and let that inner genius come out and play right because at the end of the day, any any entrepreneurial endeavor is going to be a reflection of the entrepreneur. So you want that to be a very pure and congruent reflection, really be aligned to your core. And that's what we're moving into, that space of having people really ask those questions at the beginning, which is, would I even have fun doing this? Is this part of my mission as a human? Does this make sense with with what I like to do in life? Or is this just you know, mom and dad coming up on, on, on or, or these social pressures, or maybe it's the schooler. I mean, go deep inside, figure out who you are. And then when that big why comes, find a project that's aligned to that. And that's what's going to uh, help you navigate all the challenges and obstacles that you're going to face along the way, because there are going to be a lot of them. Once you have that big why, you're going to be able to navigate them. And you're going to be able to find people that are going to join the party, right? And Customers that are gonna end up buying your products because they will feel that your essence is very much there. And that alignment, it's really this connection between human being and human doing. And it's allowing that 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 gap to really become one, right? So I'd 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 invite all business leaders to to ask themselves: is is what I'm doing a reflection of who I am or not, or is it separate? Am I like? an executive and then i have this other life we need to be aligned human being has to be human doing or human doing has to come from human being so that's that's what i'd say
0: that's amazing are you sure you're not a guru yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: because
0: i'm not exactly, I'm
2: definitely not <laughs>
0: but that's exactly what what happens when you meditate and what we always teach our students which is because we we, are, we grow up in these societies, which are mostly stressed and ignorant. And so you kind of are raised in a way that what we were discussing, like, oh, you have to, you know, make money. And that's what's going to make you successful. And then when you start meditating, and you start to really listen to your own inner voice, you start to not care about society's pressures, and you start to listen to your own voice. And that's that's the way that's your path and when you do as we were saying before you get nature's full support like this is what you're supposed to be doing and for you to be teaching that in you know a a business school or in in your class is so amazing because that is that is the way that business has to evolve because it has it's not sustainable anymore to live in the way that we have been living so for you to send that message to, to people who are eventually going to be running business in Mexico or all over the world is amazing because that's, that's what we're supposed to do. We, we're supposed to see what we want to do and based on, on that, which is supposed to be a place of full purity and, and love and helping others and run businesses in that way is amazing and it's life-changing.
1: He basically said established in being, perform action. Exactly. Yoga, <laughs> Stakura, Karmani. Yeah. Yoga, Stakura, Karmani. It's like it's it's a Sanskrit phrase that is like the yogi motto. So what is it again? Uh, do you want this the, the Sanskrit or the English? The,
2: the English, <laughs> please.
1: Okay. We'll teach you the Sanskrit later. It's um, established in being, capital B, being, established in being, perform action. So it yes. means that you first need to, you know, when we meditate, we bring our, we go out of the action field and go, we go into that field of being, that field where we're all one. And so that's where our awareness is at, in meditation. And so from that place, that is from where you perform your action. You know, it's not from your ego place. It's not from any kind of surface motivation. It's actually from your core, your core, that, that part of you, that's that's everything. And what if you're performing action from that place, Then it's going to be perfectly in line with all nature, because that is all nature. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: you're going to have the support of nature from that place. And you're going to be doing work that serves your extended self, which is everything, because that's also that place. So it's really something that we as meditators remind ourselves of whenever we're like, well, what do I do? What do I do? It's like, well, you know, first establish yourself in being, and then the answer comes in the form of intuition, and then act upon that.
2: I love and it, I think it, it. That's is, is a guru. That what... Right? That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come up with it. It's... <laughs> oh, no. I mean, your interpretation is marvelous. No, but that, the guru that did speak those words, that's why he's a guru. That's exactly what. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what uh, Krishna tells
0: Arjuna. Yeah, about, I was going to yeah. say Krishna is the one
2: who came up with it.
0: <laughs> but, but it's amazing because. There's people and I, I uh, you know, there's people who have mathematical talent and, you know, musical talent. And there's people who I believe has cos- have cosmic talent. And I think Alejandro <laughs> is definitely a person who has cosmic talent. And that's the beauty of, of you know, Vedic knowledge, because Veda in Sanskrit means whole truth. And it's truth that comes from the heart. You know, it's truth that you, you know within, like every time you learn Vedic knowledge, it's... It, it doesn't sound crazy. It's like, oh, of course. I, I think I kind of already knew that because it comes from the source. So I think Alejandro is is a, a beautiful example of somebody with cosmic talent who's definitely <laughs> established in being and definitely performing action upon that and changing <laughs> lots of action
1: so much action when izzy first told me about him and i checked out his bio i thought he was like 85 because i was like how has one person done all this and then i saw his picture and i'm like i think he's younger than me (laughs) i was like now it really doesn't make sense (laughs) so i was wondering you know like i don't know if you've ever heard the book two mountains have you heard that book it says like basically people kind of go through one path and then they hit some kind of karmic they don't it's not a Vedic book, so they don't use the word karma, but something happens and it kind of unravels their path. You know, for me, it was like, I was on the, I was doing advertising and then, you know, my mother died and that was my event that kind of took me out of that and let me see that there was, you know, what my real truth was. And then they call it two mountains. Cause you kind of peek at that mountain and then, and then you find another, another mountain to climb. That's more for the whole world. And, um, and did you have something like that? Were you like on a path that then you, you're you like, what am I doing here? This isn't right. I, I want to have a bigger, a bigger impact. Or have you just, were you just out of the womb, like helping people out?
2: <laughs> like- <laughs> I, I think it was out of, it was, it was a mix of both. <laughs> it was a mix of both. I mean, it was, it was out of the womb in the sense that a lot of my mindset, a lot of my you know this this philosophy of empowerment, this philosophy of, of, of being a, an agent of change, recognizing an opportunity, and then that creating the responsibility to act. All that was in a, in in a, in a way distilled uh, on me by my mother and and by her life example and, and and just how she she's she's an executive coach right now, right? So she found she found a a beautiful profession that just gave her the opportunity to charge for what she already was, right? So, I mean, I, I, I always say that I was, or I've been coached my entire life. And, and from the get-go, really early on, my mom would take us, me and my, my sisters, you know, to, to shelters uh, run by Mother Teresa. And we would just spend time with the with wow. their kids in the, in the shelters. And, and, you know, doing it at such an early age, when you don't have all this social and cultural barriers that you have to break through to understand what that is, it's just right. human connection. So it was very normal for me, right? I never got the opportunity to to create that barrier to separate that reality. It was just like, okay, this is a reality. Uh and 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 then so I mean, there's a difference. There's definitely a difference. So how can I be of service to this, right? So um that was sort of always unconscious in the back end, right? This is conscious now, but it was. Back in back in it was it was unconscious in the backlog, and then I think the 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 opportunity or the 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 moment of my life that really just made a big boom in terms of I understood what it was that I was supposed to do was just going to Babson. I I I was lucky enough to find a university that that really allowed me to come into who I was, and I I had no idea that I was an entrepreneur. I had no idea. that word was i never heard about it i was applying to college and i liked everything so i would check out all the boxes of the things that i would like to do right i i just i i didn't like like science and math and there were like five things i didn't check and then i was looking at everything i'm like no i can't i can't study everything so a friend of mine uh came up to me and said, my brother is going to Babson. Have you heard of Babson? No, what is that? So it's this place that you just study entrepreneurship. That's the only thing that you study. And it's the number one school for entrepreneurship. I'm like, what is entrepreneurship? What is that? It's like, you know, you just learn to create things and and specifically businesses, but it's just this mindset of creation. Like that sounds excellent because if I like so many different things, let me study something that's going to give me the toolkit so I can do whatever I want. If it's this today, if it's that tomorrow, you know, just... Go into all these different unique experiences. Following charm, <laughs> following charm. It was a toolkit for for flirting and following charm. And so I went to Babson, and that's when I'm like, oh my god, yes, this is it. You know, I, I, I felt like like Harry Potter going to Hogwarts. Like I'm finally home. Um, and 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 Babson really throws you into, you know, the world of entrepreneurship from the get go. Your first class. You have to start and run a business with 30 of your classmates while you're taking all your other classes. They give you $3,000 Well, it was $3,000 back then. You have to run an enterprise for 12 weeks, make a profit, give back the money. Like it's, what is this? And I was uh, uh, the CEO of my my company. Um, and then that's when it hit me. I'm like, all right, I love this. But for me, it was always like, you can do good and be good at the same time. Like Social enterprise was, for me, it was just the way things have to be. And so that's when I went to Uganda and then it dawned on me. And, you know, I was considered the first social entrepreneur on graduation day, on the graduation ceremony um, when I left Babson. And to, right now they have an amazing institute and obviously you can study and it's just what it is right now. But back, back then, it wasn't that long ago. It was 2005 to 2009. Social entrepreneurship was still this like idea, right? It wasn't there. <laughs> and, and I just... Yeah, it just followed my heart. Really, it was all about finding those the Uganda and the Rwanda opportunities were really about there's a different way to do things, and it's a human approach. And it's based on understanding that you can make money because it's okay to generate value generate abundance in the multidimensional sense, right? And we still live in a world where money gives us a lot of different things and that increases our well-being to an extent. But if you do it from Every ounce of energy is 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 you know designed to help improve quality of life. Then why wouldn't you do it? I just don't understand why people. <laughs> just, I mean, it 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 was never it was never interesting to me to just you know sell furniture and make money or you know just do something that's traditional. It 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 it, it serves no purpose for me, right? It just it, it gives me nothing. So it 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 had to be the other way. And that's that's how it happened. So it was it it was aligned. It wasn't a uh, oh my god, I'm going down the wrong path. It was I'm going down the right path, and this is the path, right? So and then I just followed that, Then I just followed.
1: I love how it was your mom. You know, we say that mm-hmm. moms are the first guru. Um, yeah, and so it was your mother, which is amazing. My mom took me to Chuck E. Cheese. So. <laughs> <laughs> She was a good mom, but we didn't go to Mother Teresa's ashram, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's really beautiful. Have you had any, um, now that COVID is kind of, you know, taking over the world, has it been kind of uh, difficult for, for your outreach programs or has it been inspiring and kind of led you to new things um, through it? We're kind of, you know, with our, our particular endeavor, we've had a lot of roadblocks because obviously our whole model is around traveling around the world, helping people. So that obviously is not working, but it's led to this podcast. So I'm curious about, you know, with your efforts, how it's had an in influence.
2: Oh, definitely, and it's it's a little bit of both, but more of the latter, more of of, of just positive blessings. Uh, we're super blessed, blessed to still be alive, you know, our business, and blessed to have a lot of you know amazing projects that have surfaced because of the because of the crisis. And you know, it's 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 there was a, his name is Peter Drucker. I think he's a, he's a, he's a management guru. He's a guru, but of the management world. Um, <laughs> and and he used to say that you know it's it's just in human nature to wait until the crisis hits until you start doing the changes that you knew that you needed to do right so he he said that that's that's tragic in in the sense that if if the crisis doesn't come you're not going to change and then what's even more tragic is once the crisis does come that you don't take advantage of it and then you actually do nothing and then you're just like all right it's going <laughs> to pass right so that's even more tragic so uh, for us, it was, it was we, we knew that the crisis was coming, right? Because uh, we had seen that it hit the U.S. and everything. So we were, we were preparing for madness. And at the beginning, it was super challenging. Why? Because we have, you know, four physical locations. We're in an industry, hospitality industry, that got super destroyed by the, by the pandemic. And we had to close up two of our shops. Uh, our sales went down 98%. So we were probably selling nothing. And and we couldn't, obviously, we couldn't put, um, we couldn't let anybody go because then hunger is going to kill them way before COVID is going to kill them because of the profile of the youth that we that we employ. So that was very challenging at the beginning in terms of, all right, this is really going to hit us. And then something beautiful happened, which is, Um, And and I remember this profoundly, because it it, it was like, one of those management moments that you're just like, okay, I've never experienced so much clarity in my life. And it was, we just decided why we, why we existed. And we knew we like, when when everything becomes so, uh, there's a lot of noise everywhere, right? And there's a lot of things happening. That's when you just have to remember what it is that you're doing in the first place, why it is that you were born in the first place. Right. So everything else quieted down. All the noise disappeared when we just looked at ourselves and said, we're not going to let anybody go. We're not going to interrupt anybody's empowerment um, program. It doesn't matter if we die in two or three months, we're going to die holding our values and our principles way up high. So everything else became unessential compared to that. Right. So we made that decision. When everybody else was like, all right, how am I going to fire these people? And then how am I going to uh, convince them to do this? And that?" to us, it was, we're not going to fire anyone. We're not going to do things differently. We're just going to keep on going. We're going to weather the storm. And if that means that we're going to die, we're going to die happily, right? So so I was going to sneeze. It's still lingering. Okay, now it's (laughs) Um, (laughs) good.
0: It was a good break because I was about to cry.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so now I can continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, good com- and, and, you know, so comedy release. Really... It, <laughs> it was a good <laughs> moment for us. And so we decided: all right, this is what we're going to do. And then everything else became secondary in terms of that mission, but became essential in terms of driving that mission forward. So that's when we did all sorts of things, right? And we completely reinvented our company. In the space of weeks and we launched a new website which is a brand new movement called the the impact can't change where we invited all of the social enterprises to start selling stuff and asking their community to you know um, donate stuff that they might need to keep their operations flowing and we just to this day before the pandemic we were operating in one industry which was just restaurants Right now, we operate in three industries: which is restaurants, which is retail. We created a new, you know, now we sell our pizza, which is, um, which is frozen, and we sell it in other B two B supermarkets and stuff like that. And then we we started a, an an empowerment accelerator program because we had the kids working in the two units that we closed that had to come to our two shops that were open, so we had a lot more people working in a confined space with a lot less jobs to do we turned our 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 units into schools right so they were schools during the morning and they were pizzerias during the afternoon so we we piloted this program where we knew that we could go in, you know make a deep dive of that 12 month program that we offer try to accelerate certain aspects so that we could train them faster and now what we're doing is that we're going to train the youth in 3 months in an intensive boot camp and then find them jobs in the industry and and be that that service industry that 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 is like this hr empowerment and recruitment and you know employment branch for the entire industry so we're in three new spaces right now we feel super strong about who we are and this is coming from the sense that we were the strongest we were ever in february of this year right before the pandemic hit and now we're stronger than that point so I mean, that's why we're, we're super blessed, but we did a mega supercharged revamp of everything that we were and, and we were doing, but based on that sole purpose, that driving force that was there from the beginning, and that made everything else easier. So I, I think that was a beautiful moment of, of reckoning for us, of just coming back, to, coming back to the center, right? Coming back to the core of who we are.
1: My mind is blown.
0: Mine too. I <laughs> want to cry. I have chills. I want to clap. Like, I was say to Dev, amen.
1: <laughs> oh, Leah. Like, wow. Most of us have just been, like, at home, just like, what do we do? Unbelievable. <laughs> can, can we get some of these pizzas up to California? Because
0: if... <laughs> I, saw, I want to sell
2: them uh, hopefully soon enough we really want to go to the US
0: <laughs> and amazing. I saw that part of um, the program that you you give to, to these young adults is meditation which was amazing I, I mean I know you give them this full program but I saw that part of it was meditation which is amazing
2: <laughs> we <laughs> do yes <laughs> We do a, so does- a very, very brief, you know, like five minute mindfulness exercise at the beginning of each day. So it's not as beautiful as the work that you guys do. And and we would love to do something more in depth, but it's just, you know, wh- where are you? Breathe a little, come back into yourself before your day starts. And let's just, let's just focus on you right, right now. Let's just give you some time. So it's, it's just like this mindfulness, breathing exercise, meditation, guided meditation. That yeah, we do, but it's—I mean, it's—you guys know—it's super, super valuable and super yeah. necessary.
1: <laughs> no, we'd love to come in there and and teach them the full program. I think we have a new assignment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it calls them downloads. It's like, oh no, <laughs> I have another download. <laughs> it's always more work. <laughs> like, I have ten downloads. That <laughs> that would I would I'm going. <laughs> it sounds often-
1: we're ta- we're talking to the download master, so I don't I don't I'm just you know humbled <laughs> by his level of downloads. Before you, three months.
0: you <laughs> logged in, I was telling Kristin about your book, and she was like, "When did he have a time to write a book while he was feeding little kittens that are sick? <laughs> <laughs>
1: on the plane from Rwanda to Brazil with his baby lynxes that he's
0: caring for?"
1: <laughs> This is how I envision your life. Oh! Uh, My <laughs> well, thank it's you. I from the truth,
2: really. Right?
1: No, of <laughs> <I'm> course not. <laughs> we have so enjoyed cram, talking I to you cram. today. <laughs> this has been like so likewise, inspiring for me. Likewise. And yeah, inspiring and annoying. <laughs> Like, oh, no, we have so much work (laughs) to do. I'm so humble. I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. Just when I think, like, I'm doing a lot, I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) But thank you
2: so much. You definitely are.
0: (laughs) That's true. We loved hearing all this. It's been so inspiring, really. And I'm sure people will want you back. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm sure we'll do a part two.
2: We'll do so
1: <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners for for tuning in. If you want to um subscribe, you can go to our website meditationwithoutborders.net. You can also sign up for Alejandro's uh fan club because <laughs> we'll be having a new page we are the presidents of the fan club? <laughs> oh, we are the new president. <laughs> it's just established just now. <laughs> But you can sign up too. (laughs) If you're in Mexico, go get pizza. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Please go to pizza, and um, and yes, please um, just read up on Alejandro. He's amazing, inspiring. And uh,
0: Momo, I definitely recommend that book. It's
2: amazing.
1: Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And yes, see Uh, you next time, guys.
2: This was amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) amazing crusty <laughs>